G'day and welcome to the 17X podcast series. My name is Mick Hayes. Thanks for tuning in. I have the absolute pleasure of chatting with entrepreneurs, visionaries, and absolute change makers on how they're using their business as a force for good in the world. We align these conversations with the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, the UN's global goals for the 2030 agenda that we simply must achieve. And it's my firm belief that our business community is our best shot at success. If you're inspired by these conversations, you'll absolutely love our 17X speaking events that tour Australian cities. Jump over to our website, 17sdg.com, that's 17 the word, to find out when our events are coming to a city near you. But for now, sit back and enjoy the show, and don't forget to subscribe where you are listening to stay up to date with our future episodes. Welcome back, everybody, to the 17X podcast, a uh, a super exciting episode today as we're unpacking... um, more change makers in the social enterprise scene and people doing great things, using their business as a force for good in the world. And I'm super excited to welcome uh, Kristen Lark uh, to the show. Welcome, Kristen. Thanks. Lovely to be here. So uh, super grateful to have you around. As we were just talking kind of off air, I've been really excited to, to get you on the show and have a chat because I've been lucky enough to be in the audience at a couple of your uh, fundraising events um and see it from a few different angles and i i absolutely get a wow factor every time i i pop my head into your brand now before we get into that though as always we like to uh get to know our guest uh, a little bit of speed date type arrangement if you like um so for our audience uh it'd be great just to unpack where have you been through your career a little bit of your background and what brought you through to what you're doing now very good well, I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, so in the middle of America. Um, and if you threw, uh, you know, an arrow right in the middle of the U.S., and you'd find Kansas City, and that's where I grew up. And I think a, a huge part of my life was, um, you know, watching my parents and the way that they worked in the community. Um, my dad was, you know, on the board of the Girl Scouts and uh, in the Qantas Club, and you know, we did pancake breakfast breakfasts and um, art shows. And, um, you know, we were always, uh, you know, he was always giving blood. And so I think like I was really raised with this idea that um, giving and giving back was a really important part of life, um, an important part of what you did. So the kind of service was always something that was really, really important to me. Um, And so as I went through, through life, you know, I, I was really clear really early what I wanted to do. I wanted, I was always into communications and I had got a journalism degree and, um, you know, I went into um, public relations and really kind of became um, an expert in issues management and did a lot of kind of advice on stakeholder engagement, et cetera. And I guess the thing that I always was driving with clients was um, was kind of what is that kind of, um, we didn't have the words for it at the time, but what's basically, what are you doing in the community? How do you engage your your audiences and how do you give back? And I think that became a huge part of what I, what I did and what I was really driven by. Um, and so kind of over my career, I was always kind of pushing that that angle with my corporate clients, et cetera. So um, I moved to Australia about 12 years ago. And, you know, it was really strange to land in a new country that was so different, um, different um, and, and in wanting to find kind of the, the ways of connecting and creating community. And I um, had been on the board of a few organizations in the U.S., but when you landed in a new country, you don't know anyone and you don't know how to get involved with any of those things. And so I was really fortunate that someone introduced me to Lisa Cotton, who was um, just at the time um, starting the funding network in Australia. 
And so what a lucky thing it was for me to be introduced to, to someone who was introducing a new concept here. And so um, that's really how I got involved in the nonprofit sector here in Australia was through um, Lisa and by helping her with the first pilot events for TFN back in uh, 2013. That, uh, that sounds like a pretty cool adventure, like coming from, you know, one, one country to another and immediately trying to find your tribe, right? So um, we hear a lot about that, particularly in the kind of startup world and certainly in the not-for-profit space about how do you find your tribe and your community to help, you know, you learn from each other and you, you obviously find safety and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, what, what did you learn about yourself when you were kind of doing that? You come from one country to another. I mean, obviously you didn't have the language barrier, but... Um, there's there's no doubt some massive cultural differences as well and trying to find your tribe no doubt there was a, a lot of learnings inside that yeah there there absolutely was and I think for me what was really lucky is that in what um what TFN needed at that point was kind of that marketing the communications the branding thing that I felt really comfortable with and knew I could bring um but at the same time it then because I knew I had an, I had a skill set that I could that translated, um, which was really nice, but it was really eye-opening for me to learn about the sector here, um, learn about the cultural differences uh, between the U.S. and Australia about giving and 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 the role that that plays in your life. And I'll say it was a bit was a bit of a shock um, to me um, to see that the giving was just different um, than it was um, in the U.S. So, uh, what was the first? Can you remember the first TFN pilot event? What was it thing? Absolutely. Yeah. How did you set that up? Well, Look, it was absolutely amazing. It was hosted by Macquarie, um, uh, which was really fantastic. And we featured four amazing grassroots charities, um, one of whom um, was um, Malpa, um, which has the Young Doctors Program. And it was so lovely. I just saw um, their um, their founder who pitched at the event just last week. So there's still so it's it's so exciting to still be in touch and supporting some of these amazing yeah. programs. But I think yeah. it, it was in some ways it's so much like it. Just as ten years later, very similar. It's 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 hearing amazing stories, seeing being really inspired by these change makers who are who've seen a problem, have come up with a unique way to solve it. Um, and but the thing that they're lacking is access to networks um, and the connections that can help kind of bring their dream to life. And so that's what TFN was about ten years ago. It's still what TFN is about today. Um, and every event I've been to, and I've probably couldn't even guess the number, but I'd say it's certainly 50 plus yeah. um, that I've been to. Um, everyone feels new and different because you're hearing about new projects, you're being inspired, you're you're meeting people um, similar to you that share your passion. And I think that that energy and that excitement and that kind of spreading the joy of giving, which is always kind of what TFN is about, is, a, is, is, is special every time we do it. Yeah, cool. So what I want what I want you to do is for the uninitiated in the room in in our audience, and I'm going to assume, you know, uh, that you guys have been a- around for a while. I'm going to assume that some of our audience know who you are and, and know your brand and probably um, been in some of your events. But for those that haven't, um, I've I'm going to share my experience. But I want you to start with, can you just take us through the mechanics of a TFN event so people can understand, yeah, what's actually happening. 
Sure, sure. So I guess uh, the event is kind of was when it kind of comes to fruition, but it is an on it's a it's a it's a much longer process than an event. So we do an open call for applications um, for grassroots charities to apply to pitch at our events. Then we shortlist um, all of the applicants. So you know a typical event would have fifty plus applicants. We narrow it down to six. Then we convene an independent selection panel um, made up of people in our network. So could be donors, could be Alum, um, people that have pitched at TFN events, um, could be um, just people that work in the sector. Um, and then those um, that group of people pick the three that pitch at a TFN event. And so once you're picked pick to pitch, then TFN provides pitch coaching to you so that you are prepared um, to come to our events. And when you come to an event, uh, TFN has worked with our local partners to build an audience of people that are interested um, and want to hear hear from you. Uh, we work to kind of find um, match funders as well. And then we put all of these people in a room. Um, and what happens is they each have an opportunity to pitch for six minutes um, and they do a six minute Q&A and then we send them out of the room and that's kind of when the magic happens. So we um, bring everyone together to um, pledge their support and we do live crowdfunding um, where we encourage people to make challenges, um, to um, to um, pledge their support, encourage others to do the same. Um, and the goal really is to raise as much money as we can, as fast as we can uh, for the three organizations. Yeah. It's so cool. And we're not talking just a few grand here, right? We're talking tens of thousands of dollars as it gets raised for these these organizations. That's exactly right. I guess in the the original idea and the original concept, so it's out of the UK. So the UK has been op operating TFN for um, 10, or sorry, for 20 years. Yeah. Um, TFN Australia has just had our 10-year anniversary. Um, and, and TFN actually operates in about 20 countries around the world. Mm -hmm. um, but the goal at the very beginning was to raise ten thousand uh, dollars per project, and that was really what we were were hoping to do. Um, and so, um, but it is not, you know, typically twenty, thirty thousand uh, dollars per project um, is typical. And we've even had events. We had our tenth anniversary event this year, where all of them raised a hundred thousand uh, dollars, which was wow. pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, so it's really, really oh, crazy. Um, so look, it really, really depends. But I guess for us, it's all about showcasing grassroots charities. It's yeah, so yeah. hard for them to find their tribe and to find they're so passionate about what they're doing that it's actually really hard for them to um, divert their time and attention away from doing the work. And so that's what TFN does. We do the work for, for them. So we bring together an audience, we bring together um, donors, um, and we create this opportunity for them to not only get funding, but then to connect to connect with people that could help them on their journey. And I guess in so many ways, like the, the many of our alumni would say to us, the, the, the funds we raised that night were fantastic, but the game changer for us were those new networks, those connections, those relationships that took us to the next level. Absolutely. You know, show the power of connection, right? And the power of opening up those doors. So um, Absolutely. I want, to, I want to share with you my first experience at a Please, I want to hear. Get a, I think you'll get a laugh out of it. I, I like the story because it, it's it's a little bit of wake. So I was in Melbourne for our very first 17X event in 2019. Um, so I'm in Melbourne. I'm on, on my own. And yeah, didn't know anyone in Melbourne because it's their first time down there. And I had a bit of time to kill. And I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? And I saw one of you. I must have been on your mailing list or, or following your socials. And I saw that you guys had an event. I'm like, oh, I've heard about these guys. I've got nothing else to do. So I'll go and check it out. It was in a law firm in the middle of the city. I can't remember which yep. one. Um, but, uh, you know, I rolled in. Everyone's in suits and looking very nice because they obviously come straight out of corporate world. And I'm, I'm there in a T-shirt, jeans, very, very under, underdressed. 
Anyway, jump in there. There's, there's got to be 250 people in this room. It was a massive room. And out come the pictures. Great. We hear these some awesome stories. Um, and I can't remember the names of some of the charities that were there, but they were they were all amazing. Um, but gra- I like, you know, the whole grassroots thing is huge. Um, and then they leave the room and then the bidding started. And within about five minutes, I started looking at the walls and I'm looking around going, what's going on here? I don't understand. And for, for the listeners, you know, someone would say, oh, yep, I'll bid $1,000 if Kristen bids a thousand dollars, and then everyone would look at Kristen and say, "Well, where are you, mate?" And this this competitive um, bidding war almost starts around. You know, I'll I'll put five hundred in if all the other solicitors in the room put five hundred in, and all of a sudden, it went from a few thousand dollars to yeah, like you say, tens of thousands of dollars, and everyone's having a great time, and they're all laughing, and then there's match funding, and then before you know it, there's there's a hundred or so thousand dollars sitting on the counter in front of you and it's just happened, you know, straight away. It was such a, um, I, I think, uh, I think an authentic experience is a good way to explain it because it's not just, oh, we're here to, you know, just to do some corporate giving. You've heard these really personal stories from these grassroots organizations that are doing amazing things on the ground, often on a shoestring, right? And then there's this actual connection from people that have even similar lived experience in the room of some of the problems that are just being presented around what's getting solved. And they all go into bat for each other. And <laughs> what what an environment. I walked out of it buzzing going, oh, wow, this is this is pretty cool. So that was my first TFN experience. And I loved it. <laughs> Oh, I love hearing. I love hearing that. And I think what's really interesting is you've really hit on something that each event is really different and and unique. And what happens in the room, I always, you know, the magic is as we said, we put all these things in the room and we kind of mm-hmm. spin and see what happens. And every event is different. Um, and things happen at every event that surprise us and thrill us. Um, and are really based on the people that are in the room, um, how they're touched and 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 different and 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 how they're feeling supported and and motivated. Yeah. Have um have you got a record that you follow? Like is there a biggest event? I, I guess a hundred grand at each not long ago was would have to be up there, but is there a, a fundraising record you guys have hit? Look, I think that so our tenth anniversary event was probably our our flagship events. Um yeah. Um, and it was a different one too because we had it was featured. Um, so it was in May of last year. So it was for our tenth anniversary, and we decided to feature three alumni. So when I say the word alumni, uh, yeah. we call alumni someone who's pitched at TFN before. Yeah. Um, and so after you've kind of pitched at TFN, then you kind of join the TFN family, and we have an ongoing alumni program that supports them. Um, and so a lot of um, a lot of partners come to us and want to offer services. We provide workshops. We do all sorts of things just to kind of support those alumni kind of on their conti- continued growth. And so um, the alumni, everyone would like, love to pitch at TFN more than once. It's really hard um, for us to to constantly say no. So we thought, well, you know, we're going to do an all-stars. Yes. So we did a open call for applications just from alumni to pitch. It was like picking your favorite child. And I was never been so glad <laughs> that I did not have to pick the three yeah. that pitched because we could have picked any three alumni and they would have been amazing. Um, but we had um, all we had three alumni pitch. It was um, Hotel Etico, um, a social enterprise hotel um, here um, in the Blue Mountains here in Sydney. We had Annika Legal, um, which is an amazing organization out of Melbourne that actually might have pitched at um, it definitely pitched in 2019 in Melbourne, and so maybe perhaps even right. at the event um, that you did. And they really focus on tenancy issues um, for um, people, um, disadvantaged people that might not qualify for 
for um, aid, but definitely need help in dealing with their landlords. And I think anyone who has a landlord understands the issues um, that can ensue. And if you are worried about being kicked out, um, then it's it's even worse. That's anti legal. And the third one was deadly science. Um, and deadly science is all about bringing uh, STEM resources into remote and um, and rural communities, and really reminding people of the legacy of uh, the first scientists, which of course were our amazing First Nations people. So those are the three that pitched the event, and then we did something a little bit different. TFN pitched as well. So uh, TFN is a charity ourselves, um, which often people um, don't realize or, or forget. Um, and felt really important that we talk about um, what it takes to make these events possible. And so um, I pitched um, at the event. And I tell you what, it was so nerve wracking. I can't believe it was a great reminder to me what we put all these charities through. Uh, but it was really fantastic. I went through the pitch coaching process uh, with the other three, worked on that pitch, did all of my practice and rehearsal. And it was really, really beautiful. And it was, so it was a really beautiful event um, hosted by the ASX um, in Sydney with and streamed um, globally. We had people from around the world joining us um, and it was a beautiful celebration of TFN. We showcased um, all of the amazing um, alumni that had pitched over the years, the donors, um, the partners, et cetera, that have all made that happen. Um, and it was a really, really beautiful event. So that event raised over $400,000 um, and it was um, truly amazing um, and special. Yeah, that's huge. What an achievement. Congrats on on making all that happen. That sounds oh. cool. And obviously, um, Walking the walk as well, hey, putting yourself on stage. Oh, I tell you what, it was it was such an important uh, reminder to all of us. And in fact, even after that, I actually had our entire board do a pitch coaching work. So we offer um, so that we can reduce our our um, dependence on philanthropic support. We also offer our model on a fee for service basis. So we offer our pitch coaching workshops to the broader sector. Um, so for larger charities, um, for people that want to kind of get their whole team um, being able to, to tell their story and pitch, we do pitch coaching workshops. And then we also offer um, our event format for larger charities and corporates um, and other foundations that might want Want to that want to engage their their stakeholders, um, and so um, it was really good. So then we, I, I had our our board do the pitch coaching workshop afterwards, and it was it was really um, really fantastic to to do that and really to reconnect everyone to their why, um, and and we learned so much about each other and and what led them to be involved with um, with TFN. It was really fantastic. So that's a new offering we've got coming out is a pitch coaching for boards, um, which is a pretty exciting way to help. Um, I think probably anyone that runs a charity would know how difficult um, it is to access funds and, you know, being able to um, help your board um, be confident um, and um, be able to connect with their 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 reason for being involved um, is really, really important. So um, it was, um, as I said, we've got to we've got to walk walk the talk and be the guinea pig. So we were the first ones to do the, the, the board pitch coaching workshop. And it was really um, fantastic. Unreal. Um, I I, uh, I found out recently you've actually got a um, one of uh, 17x speakers as one of your pitch coaches, Richard Duncan from Team. Uh, yes, indeed, absolutely. So, um, Richard came and spoke at our event in Sydney in 2022. About oh, fantastic! He's doing so. Um, what a wonderful human to have. Yes, in, absolutely. System. Um, so uh, off air, just before we're doing a little bit of hey, what are we going to talk about today? What's going on in your world? Um, and TFN, you, you're kind of looking at a, a bit of a refreshing or, or I guess not refreshing, renewed approach, I think is a better way, um, to theme some of your events moving forward. And you mentioned that you've got four themes. Do you want to take us through what they are? 
Yeah, so our four uh, themes for the next um, kind of several years will be the first one is thriving young people. Yep. Um, the second one is equity and inclusion. The third one is First Nations. And the fourth one is place-based. And we really just feel like these are the areas where we feel like we could have the biggest impact um, in addressing entrenched disadvantage and really kind of bring some kind of communities together um, to continue to, I mean, TFN is all about having a greater impact as a collective than you can have individually. And and we wanted to really kind of highlight what we saw as key issues and opportunities, um, obviously aligned to the SDGs as well to really showcase how um, we want to, um, you know, address, as I said, ad- address entrenched disadvantage. Yeah, cool. And so you've come up with those four categories and, you know, uh, it'd be just be interesting to understand how do you define those those four sure. categories or, um, yeah, categorize how you're going to then approach this the, the grassroots charities from those sectors to come through. Yeah, absolutely. So for us, every kind of organization that pitches at TFN is delivering, um, you know, helping people in need. So really addressing disadvantaged communities. And so that's really important to us. We will probably, we've made the, the, the um, categories really broad, as you can tell, so that we can actually drill down in certain areas for different things. So for example, our first events um, for um, March this year are thriving young people. And in this case, we have, um, these events are specifically for youth um, programs that are supporting disadvantaged youth aged kind of 12 to 24. And so That'll be the particular focus for this particular event, but it may be that the next time we have a thriving young people event, we may be um, targeting zero to twelve, or we may be, um, it, or maybe very specifically around, say, youth mental health. But this one's broadly youth based. Um, and again, for us, it's about being able to um, also add some scale to TFN. So we're doing one call for applications for two events, one in Sydney, one in Melbourne, um, which will be both in March. Um, and so then that allows us to then create. Um, you know, ultimately then have some cohorts of, of charities that work in that space. And again, a lot of the, we looked back at the the organizations that had pitched at TFN and, and had got the most value about it. So many of them are, are f- featured in this area. So um, you think of Backtrack, um, you think of um, Batir, um, a host of kind of ones that were small small once upon a time and, and now have grown or really kind of focused in on, on, on that area. So we know that um, youth um, in ensuring that our young people have access access um, to the resources they need to thrive is really important. And so that's really what that event will be all about. So so what I'm hearing in there is, so as an example, with the youth uh, thriving young people, that's not necessarily a grassroots charity that's run by young people. It's about the project work that they're doing is delivering outcomes for young people. Exactly, exactly. It could, but it could be. It also could be run by yeah. a young person as well. Um, so, yeah, it's really saying what what are these programs that are supporting young people yeah. um, and helping them create a better future. So, again, it could be an employment-based. It could be education. It could be mental health. It really could be running the gamut. And I guess that's kind of what our TF, TFN events are about is having a broad range. And it's about choice, right? So we always have um, we in the beginning we used to have four charities now we typically have three um, but the idea is to give people different ways and and in uh, the selection panel when they're choosing is often thinking about how do we um, make sure that we're hitting the broadest um, broad, broadest group possible so we do do some thinking about trying to have some real diversity in the pro- projects that pitch yeah unreal um, and so the applications you mentioned for the next Thriving Young People events in March next year are closing soon? 
Is that right? They're closing on uh, next week. So they're closing on, I think that's the 13th of December uh, for the Thriving Young People event. And then we will be opening the call for applications for our equity and inclusion events in early 2024. So um, anyone that wants to kind of know about when these events come off can um, obviously subscribe uh, to TFN. Um, and of course, we're always posting on social and uh, love it when our partners um, share um, the call for applications as well, because we want to get the, the most high quality um, ones that, that, uh, that we can. Yeah, unreal. So um, as as always, we put links to to all the relevant content in the show notes below. So anyone that's listening or that wants to either apply or, or of course, forward this on to organizations that they think would be a great match, um, you know, scroll down in the notes, you'll you'll find all the links there. We'll have that ready to go. Um, so one of the things I was just interested to unpack um, from you is being a global organization, you know, one, one of the things that I have the uh the really fun experience with is kind of what we're doing here is just connecting with a lot of interesting people right all over the place um as we tour australian cities you know with all the speakers and the people in the audience you get to meet a lot of really cool people doing really cool stuff right um and all the time i'm learning things i'm just i'm learning from all these people every step of the way uh, and and each year particularly with say our 17x tour we do six events around australia it's about 40 speakers um, there tends to be, we start to see a bit of theme come out, you know, some common learnings, you know, um, uh, last year, empathy was something that really came, came, you know, out quite a bit. Um, and certainly the fact that, you know, the social enterprise movement, if you like, or the business for good spaces, it's not really the outliers anymore. It's starting to become a bit more of, you know, the, the normal way of doing business. Do you see any themes or, or common trends through some of your work? either from TFN here in Australia or just your access to the global network each each time you do these? Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that's really been coming through for a lot of um, a lot of things that I've been seeing is this really idea of connection and kind of reconnecting in a way that we kind of lost kind of during COVID. And you look at kind of some of the trends over over the the years, like the the statistics around you know people not knowing their neighbors like they once did, um, and the way that um, you know there's not as much common of the kids playing in the neighborhood and how that's really having an impact on our social fabric and all the way up to seniors to this day, um, kind of this kind of isolation, et cetera. And I think, you know, it's actually, I think a, there's actually a book in the U S that's actually called this, but the idea of radical connection and, and where can we as an, as an, uh, as a nation create opportunities to connect with other people. And I think that that's, um, you know, something that's really near and dear to, to TFM, but I think it's, it's a real opportunity for us as a society to create this connections. We know that a lot of the mental health issues that we've seen, um, both with young people, older people, and everyone in between is really about some of these connections that we've lost with kind of the rise in technology. So, look, I think there'll be, we'll continue to see um, great opportunities for us to create moments of connection um, and, and you know, much through the platform than you would see that for your events. And I'd say even at the our events over the last kind of six to 12 months where we've finally been able to shift from from these kind of virtual events to in-person, that people are really loving the opportunity to come together, uh, to connect, to um, feel some um, sense of community with people. And I think that that is a theme that will continue um, to grow and it's really essential part of, of who we are. And I think there's real role for um, organizations like TFN and others um, to play in kind of supporting that. Mm. Yeah, and you, I think you can see that in your audience, right? You, you see these, um, you know, different brands and different communities coming together 
for a common cause and, you know, certainly learning along the way. Uh, but from the start of a TFN event to the end of the TFN event, you, you, you see a, a level of connection that you, you rarely see on the street, right? It's a bunch of strangers coming together and certainly a lot of colleagues that might know each other. Um, but there's this kind of escalation of connection apart from we're just here just because it's an opportunity to come together. And there's this connection around shared value is something that we see a lot where it goes beyond the I and becomes a we very quickly. Um, and I think you see that very authentically in an audience like yours. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, much like you're saying, like the idea of people are being much more socially conscious when they make their spending choices, et cetera. There's a lot that can happen that really change people to think about things differently. So a, a good example is um, we had um, the Beautiful Bunch, um, which is a great social enterprise um, out of Melbourne pitch at our event last March. And they're this amazing uh, florist business that um, em employs um, newly arrived people with migrant backgrounds that might struggle to find work and and, con and connection because of lat barrier, um, language barriers, et cetera. And, you know, they pitched and they, they, they had a huge impact. But what was different with the audience is that they realized, oh, well, actually, one thing that I could do is I could actually start buying flowers from a social conscious brand. And what does that mean? And, and oh, as a corporate, actually, you know, we're, we're constantly buying flowers. Well, what, what if I change the way I buy that? And instead of buying from the, the national provider, I think about a social enterprise. And I think those are those little things. A hotel Etico is a great example, right? You come, they come, you know, he, they often say that, you know, all the time they now have people coming to set coming to stay and saying, oh, I heard about you at, at the Funny Network. And I, I think yeah. those are the kind of really exciting opportunities for um, people that are passionate about change to be able to say, oh, my I can actually change some of my spending and buying habits. So we've curated like a big Christmas list of all of our um, social enterprise. And I'm, I'm going home to, home to the U.S. with a suitcase full of <laughs> gifts that I bought from yeah. TFN alumni, um, which is, uh, you know, which makes me feel good. Um, and they're great gifts. Um, and again, I think that that, I think that's another trend that will continue to see is people really using their wall, you know, wallet um, to um, to you know for their purchasing decisions. Um, but hopefully, you know, and I and I guess it's one of the things I, I sometimes lose sleep over is I also hope people that don't think that it's still really important that you're also donating in charities as well. Um, that the both of those things are really important for um, a, a for a, a really thriving um, society. I really like the idea of um, you seeing like I'm tend to see a lot of these kind of grassroots not-for-profit organizations and charities that are coming out um, or that have been around for a while, they're, they're definitely becoming a bit more transaction-based around direct impact on the ground rather than, you know, donate money and we send it overseas to a challenge um, that is, uh, you know, so far away. Like seeing things around, you know, buy a shirt and the shirt creates this impact on the ground where, wherever it is you could be overseas or whatever but there's an actual transaction involved rather than mm. just give the money and the money goes somewhere um you know the tfn um event that that i last went to in brisbane um was really great because i think you had this uh you know community of of organizations that were using a a, a transaction approach um, to creating the impact that they want to create in the world. You know, you had um, Save Our Supplies collecting, I guess, dormant uh, medical supplies and then using their resources to get those into communities that don't have medical supplies. Now, that sounds like a real no-brainer. And 
it, it's almost like you're solving the obvious, but no one's looking at it. So that's such a great example. You know, Chris's stuff, we stand by you and the shield. Um, many people who heard of me, you know, championing Chris in the past, um, scalable tech solution in domestic violence, right? There's an actual transaction approach to getting these shields into, into the, at the hands of families. And then of course, I can't remember the third one. Ladybird, Ladybird, um, Lady which is supporting bereaved parents, right? Yeah. Like, and and there, now there's something that you would think that we'd have a, <laughs> have a solution for, but we don't, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. And, but again, having this transaction approach, so it's almost like they're, you know, they're supporting parents who have lost children, right? And that again is a no-brainer. Um, and but looking at how you can actually use this product or service to create the impact. Mm-hmm. Is something that warms my heart because I think that's the vehicle that we have in a, any kind of business structure that you want to call it that helps us scale real impact and real change in the future, right? It's using a a product, a solution, a service to solve a real world problem and then obviously putting a financial model around it so the business or the not-for-profit can survive in doing so. Um, and I love that, there, that your organisation and I think what we're seeing is a bit of a shift in the not-for-profit space to actually think a little bit more entrepreneurial and social enterprisey in the way that they run their their model rather than just having the handout. Hey, I need some mm. money to create this impact. Um, and you're seeing that, and and I saw that in those three organisations, you know, in Brisbane a few months ago. Yeah, and I th- look, you're hitting on something that's really important, which is it's really, really hard to be a grassroots nonprofit right now. Um, you know, the the um, economic environment, as we all know, is is challenging, and I th- I think that you know every conversation I have with um, our alumni, other grassroots charities, is that it's a really difficult time right now, and I think it's it's um, you know really important for us to be thinking about that. I mean, one one stat that always um, that I find really shocking is that, you know, 94% of donations in Australia go to the largest 10% of charities. Um, and this leaves little money uh, for grassroots charities. Um, and so I think, you know, there's 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 things to really be thinking about when we think of giving. And again, there's a lot of amazing um, big name brands that are doing really incredible work work but you know all these grassroots charities exist because there is, there are gaps in the market um just like an entrepreneur starts a business because there's a business opportunity you know someone goes out and they start a charity not because um not because they want to um oh, yeah. to to duplicate something they're, they're they're solving a need um that isn't being addressed and and they're um and you know you you talk to them all the time like they are passionate people with incredible lived experiences um, to share and that are really trying to solve a, a problem in their local community. Um, and, and you know, I think that's really what TFN is about is to pro- trying to provide a platform for them so that they can reach new audiences um, because they don't have the money to spend on marketing, on the direct mail, on the billboards that you're seeing going down the street, the direct mail piece, the, um, you know, the ringing the bell at Christmas. Um, but they, they definitely, they desperately need the money, and you know that that money is going to go to directly to solving that problem. Um, and and yeah, they really could use our support. I love the the connection between you know uh, the corporate world as well and the business community to those grassroots through your engine. Because yeah, I've, as you're aware, a lot of these grassroots are trying to rely on things like philanthropic grants from the from philanthropic organisations and governments and whatnot. Which is certainly part of their model, but it's a it's a tedious and, and difficult path to follow. And having a collection of brands to support them with some funding 
and help them scale their impact is, you know, so important in today's world for these organizations. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, that the it's hard. It's hard to find. It's hard for grassroots organizations to find potential donors and supporters. But at the same time, it's really hard for a potential donor or supporter to find the grassroots charities. Yeah. And so, again, yeah. that's kind of what models like TFN um, and other ones like us, as well as Giving Circles, are all about: is trying to kind of um, solve that problem and be the bridge between the two. So, I guess for us, a lot of what um, what we're able to offer for corporates and and philanthropists is a way that they could find fully vetted grassroots charities that are really at that point where they just need that extra boost um, to get to the next level. And that's kind of um, what KFTFN's role is really, is to kind of create, you know, we shine a light on these amazing grassroots grassroots charities because we know that if we kind of get them to the right place and in front of the right people um that they're they're able to kind of get to that next level um of of their journey i saw one of our alumni um last week at an an event i was at and she said to me um oh Kristen, you know that the money that we raised was so important but but you know what else also happened at that event is that i met someone at that event who then Paid for my salary for the next three years. Wow! Right, and so, so you kind of see that it's kind of one thing leads to another. I have another one, you know, and, and those are the stories that you know we love and that we hear all the time, right? It's 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 that kind of pay it forward um, um, impact and the idea that if we know that if you if you get these people in the right in the room together, these things will kind of go and evolve and, and grow from there. Yeah, huge. Um... All right, last question for you. I know we're running a bit over time here. But, um, uh, a little bit about TFN in the future. So you've got your four themes coming up. Um, what, yeah, what does the next twelve to eighteen months look like? Um, and what are you looking for? How do people connect with you? Absolutely. Well, we love people to come and experience our events. So um, we'll have uh, probably at least 10 events um, over the next 12 months that we'd love people to um, come and join and experience the power of TFN. Um, and of course, we always are doing a call for applications to make sure that we're identifying the the brightest uh, change maker. So again, um, whether you're applying for TFN or you want to come and you want to give at an event, we would love, love to have you. Yeah, unreal. And then we've got some um, some other products coming out next year that you can engage with. So if you're running a, a board um, for a charity and you need some coaching, um, Kristen and her team are the go-to. So um, that's all coming out next year, yeah? Yeah, yes. And we do offer our pitch coaching workshops and we also do um, offer our model for larger charities. So we just did an event for Taronga Zoo um, just uh, a, a few a few months ago. We've done, done events for uh, charities, large and small, um, really helping them engage their um, engage their stakeholders um, and create a really special um, giving environment. Very cool. Well, um, I absolutely recommend anyone listening that uh, if you're not running a grassroots charity, you need to be in the audience of one of these things and and experience it and open up your wallets, of course. Um, and if you are uh, operating a grassroots charity that certainly fit any of those um, four categories, make sure you reach into TFN. These guys are amazing at what they do. Um, and the support structure that's around it is far beyond you know, the money that's raised on the night. So yeah, absolutely invaluable as, as we've heard. Kristen, it's been great to hear your story. Uh, super grateful to have you on and um, really looking forward to um, jumping into one of your audiences again next year for a bit of buzz and, uh, and connection. Oh, thank you. Can't wait to see you. Well, thanks for joining us today. Now it's time to jump over to our website via the link in the notes below to join us at one of our live keynote events around Australia or from anywhere in the world as they are live streamed hybrid events. 
We're on tour in 2023 and hitting most capital cities in Australia. We're creating huge connectivity for our community via our Members for Good network, an online community platform and ecosystem of values-aligned, purpose-driven leaders and social enterprises. A chance for you to connect and do business with like-minded business leaders. And the best part is you can bring your team as well. Links are in the show notes below or jump over to our website for more. Thanks again for joining us today. There's more episodes on the way as we continue to chat with purpose-driven entrepreneurs from all over the world on how they're driving the 2030 agenda for the global goals. But for now, get out there, create some impact and go and be awesome. Thanks again.